Hi, everyone. Welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel, and I'm back with another amazing story about New York City. But first, if you've been following us on Instagram, and if you haven't, what are you doing? Go out there and follow us. It's They Had Fun. We're very easy to find. We have been teasing a new announcement that will be coming soon. So I just wanted to say on air, stay tuned, okay? Something is coming new, the new adventure in the They Had Fun world, all right? Okay, and now what everyone's been waiting for, I know, Rachel's Rex. Number one, Parcel on Division Street. You know, guys, it's a tough job, but someone has to do it. And I had to go to Parcel. I had to go to Dime Square. I had to go where the cool kids are because I must report back to you. And I must tell you, this place is fantastic. They have a wonderful assortment of wines. You know, I love wine if you listen to this, but they're also extremely reasonably priced. The people working there are dynamite. The interior design is lovely. You may have seen it featured in places like Vogue, Gotham Magazine. Okay, that's the level we're talking here, but it really is a great time. And of course, where else would it be? Dime Square. So go check out Parcel, guys. I went last week and I really loved it. Number two, Walking Manhattan top to bottom. I don't know what this is called. Is there a name for this? I'm not sure, but I have done it twice now and I absolutely fucking love it. You start up at Broadway and 220th Street. You walk all the way down Broadway till you reach South Ferry. It's about 13 miles long. Uh, like I said, I've done it twice. The first time was truly one of the best days of my life. The second time was also great. You can stop in at restaurants. You can stop at bars. You can meet up with friends along the route. You can see a ton of history. You can go into bookstores. I mean, you go through all of these neighborhoods in New York City. It's so incredible. And the reason I'm bringing it up this week is because I just got the idea to do it again this summer. So this will be my third time coming up in the next few weeks. And I promise you, if you do it, you will have a great time. Okay, here we are. Last but not least, the Windjammer in Ridgewood, Queens. And yes, that does have to do with my guest today, but it also is a bar that is wonderful. It's on Grandview Avenue. If you've never been, go. I promise you, you will have a wonderful time. Now, we might think of this more as like a dive bar. Some might call it an old man bar, <laughs> not me, but others. But it also is just a great place that has zero pretension, treats everyone equally, and has really great priced drinks. So if you've never been to Ridgewood or you've never been to the Windjammer, now is your time to go. Go check it out. Okay, guys, on to my guest. I am so excited. He has been one of my dear friends for longer than I would care to admit. He also used to be a bartender at, we're going to name them all, folks. Here we go. Savalas, The Woods, K&M, Good Coke. Chances are if you partied in Northern Brooklyn in the early 2000s, he has served you a drink so you can thank him for it. He is now the owner and bartender at the Windjammer in Ridgewood. Please welcome to the show, Jesse Sullivan. Yay! Yay! I mean, when you hear all your accolades out like that of all the places you've been, do you feel accomplished? Do you feel old? I mean, how do, how do you feel hearing all that back? Well, they're all closed, so I feel like <laughs> shit. Like I was responsible for them closing. No, New York was responsible for them closing because as we talk about all of the time, that is what New York will do to you. Nothing stays open forever. Well, I mean, maybe a few things here and there. Well, hopefully the Windjammer will stay open forever. Yes, the Windjammer. That one, I think we can be sure. Okay, yeah. this is perfect way for me to ask you about the Windjammer. I think everyone would love to hear a bit more about how you came to be an owner of this bar, when it opened, everything, because it's kind of like an old bar in Ridgewood, Queens. As you mentioned before, my first job was at a bar called Savalas, which was on South First and Bedford. The best. I started working there when I was 21. Wow. The owners, James and Dave, they would kind of jokingly ask me, if you could open a bar, what would it be? And 
My favorite bar was and still is a little place on Bedford and North 12th Street called the Turkey's Nest. Yes. I would always tell them <laughs> I, I just want like a corner neighborhood bar, for lack of a better word, like an old man bar. Yeah. You know, where like yeah. there's a daily news on the bar all the time and there's like a TV with the baseball game on and whatever we kind of laughed and joked about it for years and then one day one of the owners kept calling me and i was like i was at a point i had worked for them for so long they trusted me i they never called me because i never did anything wrong and but he <laughs> kept calling me and i was like what's wrong did i do the money at the bar wrong last night did i leave the candles lit or something <laughs> and i was like what the fuck and so and he goes i think i found your bar Whoa. and i was like what so there's this place and it's in Ridgewood. It's like, I know a guy who bought the building and like the guy's a real estate guy and knows real estate, but he knows nothing about bars. And that's where you come in. That's where I came in. And so <laughs> he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, how much? And he was like, it's this much money. And I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do that. And he's like, come on. It's like, you know, your opportunity of a lifetime. And I was like, yeah, but. You know, that's too much money. I don't feel comfortable begging, borrowing and stealing that much money. <laughs> and then like a week or two later, he's like, I found another investor. So it won't be as much money for you. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, who's the investor? And he goes, it's this girl, Betsy from Pearls. I've known Betsy for a really long time. Respect the shit out of her. So as soon as he said Betsy was involved, I was like, I'll do it. And that was that you should feel so proud of yourself, honestly, because you basically got your dream come true. And I have to say, like, yeah. seriously, mission accomplished, because if what Turkey's Nest is what you were going for, like you got it on a tee. And like also just that air of like everyone feels welcome. It's a corner bar. Anyone can come in. Like you have said to me before, there will always be a five dollar beer shot combo because it's like it's for the people. And it definitely right. has that vibe. And like everyone I've been there before on the corner with you and Every person who walks by is just like, Jesse, hi, hi. I mean, you've always been like that. You've always known everyone. But like, it really does have that feeling at that bar. So mission accomplished, Jesse. It's a good neighborhood place. And that's kind of what I always wanted. Sort of in that vein of like you working at Savalas when you were 21. Yeah. My first question is always, when did you move to New York? So I'm not really sure when you moved here. So when did you move to New York? I moved to New York the week before the blackout. It was 2003. Oh, I wasn't here yeah, for that. It was like all of the power in New York City went out. I think had I lived here longer leading up to that, that might have been the most fun day that I ever had in New York because it was fucking bananas. Oh, wow. So it was like pretty shortly after 9-11. So we, everybody was like, oh, is this a terrorist thing? Yeah. Then kind of like once everybody figured out it wasn't, all the ice cream shops were giving out free ice cream because they couldn't uh, keep them cold. Bars were doing like two for one beers because like the refrigerators were all broken. Just like party on. The whole city was just like in a really fantastic everybody helping everybody mood. That was sick. Oh, wow. I love that. And I moved here on my mom's birthday. I remember that because that was my birthday present to her was getting out of her hair. <laughs> So 2000, July 27th, 2003, I moved here. Okay. So then we have the follow-up question, which is why did you move to New York? Was there anything that like really was pulling you here versus somewhere else? So my sister, I have an older sister. She's two and a half years older than me. 
So she was living in New York with a boyfriend. I was going to college and I was like living in a house with four of my friends. And one night, a group of people broke into my house where I was living. Oh, my gosh. And they lit my room on fire while I was sleeping. What? Uh Yeah, it's wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I woke up, obviously, because if you've ever been asleep when somebody lights your room on fire, I hope you haven't. But you wake up. (laughs) Yeah. So I woke up, whatever, called 911. And the police said, who did this? And I said, I don't know. And they said, you 100% know who did. And I was like, honest to God, guys, like, I I really have no idea. And to this day, I still don't know. Yeah. But whoever it was, I thanked them because the same day that that happened, my sister broke up with her boyfriend in New York. So she needed a new roommate. Whoa. So I called my mom like the morning after the fire. And I was like, hey, mom, I need some new clothes because (laughs) I don't have any clothes anymore. And she was like, it sounds like somebody's trying to get you. And I was like, I don't I'm a nice guy. I don't know why anybody would do that. Very true. She's like, I think somebody's trying to kill you and your sister's looking for a roommate. Uh, I'll buy you a one way ticket to New York if you want. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. I mean, at least I mean, I I like to hear that you're taking like the bright side of it where you're like, "Eh, I kind of think this person because like none of this would have happened to me. But I also love like being this age. Okay, the house fire part is absolutely terrible. And I'm so sorry. And I'm glad you're okay. But I love the idea of like being this age and being like, what else have I got to lose? Like, I could have died. This house fire happened. My I might as well go live with my sister and being like, New York, it is. Yeah, it was serendipitous, I guess. <laughs> so you're living. Do you remember? Oh, so you moved into her apartment in 2003. No, oh, no. no. <laughs> 2000. So in 2003, my aunt owns a building in Borham Hill. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a hardworking lady. So we lived upstairs. We lived on the second floor of her building for a while. And then but then she kicked us out. Because we were bad. <laughs> no, I can't imagine I mean, that. I can't. My sister was 21. I was 19. We were like, you know, going out to the East Village every night, getting drunk, coming home at like five o'clock in the morning. And my aunt has had two little kids. Yeah. So like, you know, we would like come home and like puke in the front yard. <laughs> and she would be like, fuck, guys. And it was my aunt who was like, you guys need to move to Williamsburg. And we were like, what's that? And she's like, that's where people like you live. So we're like, all right. And then so my sister and I started looking at Greenpoint in Williamsburg and we moved to Greenpoint in 2004. I love that. That's what she said to you. That's where people like you live. I mean, she wasn't wrong at that time. That is definitely I'm sure you got there and started having the absolute best time ever. Yeah, it was all, you know, it was all young people that, you know, went out a lot. Okay, well, you had like we said, you've worked at so many places. You've lived here since 2003. I had no idea about the story of you moving here. I absolutely love that story. But now after we know all these things, I have to ask you the most important story. And I think knowing you pretty well, this one's going to be a good one. So, Jesse, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York? So I thought about this. I've been a longtime listener, first time (laughs) guest of your podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. So there was this one day, a girl that I had kind of been dating, it kind of organically had kind of gone by the wayside. Okay. But she hit me up one day and said, 
I've got a friend in town and she wants to go to the Pirates Mets game on Wednesday. I know you like baseball. I think you would be a fun person to go to the game with. And I was like, I would love to go. That sounds like fun. And she goes, and by the way, my friend is dating the third baseman of the Pittsburgh Pirates. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I was like, all right, awesome. And I fucking love baseball. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. Yes, yes. So I was like, ooh, yeah, a little sneak peek into the real life of a baseball player. Wow, this is so perfect for you. Yeah, so we like go to the game and we're we're sitting in the players' wives section. Oh my god! All the players' wives always come to games against New York teams because the shopping is good in New York. Oh, that makes sense. So all the wives are there. You're in this like private box at Shea Stadium with like your somewhat ex-girlfriend, her friend who's dating him, all of the players' wives, and then you. And then me. And like <laughs> the girl brought me because she thought I would be really fun to go to a baseball game with, but I'm really boring because I like keep score and I'm hyper focused on the game the whole time. So that was kind <laughs> of a bust. Wrong move. So towards the end of the game, the third baseman for the Pirates, his name was it was Adam or Andy LaRoche. So he texted my friend's friend from the clubhouse and was like, do you want to go out for drinks after the game? Oh my gosh. She was like, yeah, that, you know, of course. And so she asked my friend and I, she's like, do you want to go with Adam and I out after the game for a couple of drinks? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's like dream come true for you. This is wild. So the game ends, like all the players wives go to like this spot outside of the locker room and like wait for their husbands to come out. And I'm there with like all these, like gorgeous women <laughs> so adam laroche comes out and he's like all right like hey nice to meet you you guys ready to go and we're like yeah and he is like hey do you have a swipe on your metro card for me what? and i was like what <laughs> and he's like yeah let's like hop on the seven train right and i was like and the girl that i was with had driven and she's like no i'll drive and i was like wait a minute you would have taken the seven train home he's like yeah well we're all gonna take the seven train home it's the fastest way to get to midtown and I was like, <laughs> professional baseball players take the seven train? And he was like, yeah, nobody. We're the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates. Nobody knows who we are. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So we hop in a car. I, well, I love that he asked you for a swipe. Like, he just is not going to put $2 on one of his own. Like, this person who makes yeah. multi-millions of dollars is, like, asking you for a $2 swipe. Yeah, it was nuts. But we had driven. <laughs> so we're driving back. And they're staying at, I think it was, like, a Holiday Inn. It was right Ooh. at grand central so it's like 42nd and park you just assume some major league baseball players staying at like the waldorf astoria or like something like that but i guess i'm way off yeah no it was i mean it was nice it was like a nice hotel above grand central station but uh yeah it wasn't the waldorf astoria Mm -hmm. so we go back there and the girls are like gonna get ready so we like get to the hotel and the girl's like all right we give us like 15 minutes and i was like i'm gonna run across the street and like get a 12 pack so we can drink some beers while the girls get ready yeah. And so I go to the Walgreens. I go back to the hotel room with a 12 pack of Corona because that's what they had. And uh, Adam LaRoche is like, oh, my God, Corona is my favorite beer. You're awesome. <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever. We're like drinking beer in the hotel room. And I'm super nervous. I'm like starstruck, even though I don't know this guy at all. But he's a professional baseball player. Yeah, exactly. And you love baseball so much. I can I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like sitting waiting for the girls to get ready. And he gets a text message. He goes, Hey, is it cool if a couple of guys join us? And the girls like, Yeah, of course. And he's like, Is there any place that like, maybe we could get like some food? 
And this was after a night game. So it's like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, okay. And yeah, good point. he's like, where can we get food and drink like right now? And, you know, I was living and working in Williamsburg at the time. I didn't know Midtown at all. Right. Yeah. But a couple years previous, this is another funny story. I used to work at Playgirl magazine <laughs> and that was on 42nd and 2nd, which was like two blocks away. And there was a bar across the street from Playgirl. I think it's called McFadden's. I think it's still there. I was literally just going to ask, did you wind up at McFadden's? Yeah. <laughs> it just closed. It just closed. It just closed? I'm pretty sure. I biked by there the other day. Oh, what a bummer. Okay, sorry. So, so at the time, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, me, I'm Mr. New York City guy. I was like, yeah, I know a bar right around the corner. He's like, do they still have food? I was like, tell you what, let me go run over there. I'll check and I'll let you know. Oh, aren't you sweet? Well, I was so nervous that I, you know, like the less time I spent with him, like the better I felt. Like I was like, if I'm not there, I won't make an ass of myself. So like I run over to McFadden's and I was like, hey, weird question. Are you guys still serving food? Because like I've got half of the Pittsburgh Pirates team (laughs) about to come over if you guys have food. The cook was sitting there drinking a beer and he was like, I just turned off the stove. But if the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates are coming, he's like, how does 200 chicken wings sound? And I was like, yeah, that'll do. Like, I called the people back to the hotel. I called the girl that I was with. I was like, yeah, tell them to come over to McFadden's. So, like, I'm sitting there having a beer. The girls come in with six members of the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is so wild. I love this. When they walked in, you know, a tray of hot wings comes out and like pictures of beer and you know they're like we were waiting for you and the guys like oh Hell my yeah. gosh and so they're like eating wings drinking and you know like everyone's like having a good time and uh 45 minutes into it adam laroche tells his girlfriend he's like hey the guys are having a really good time they want to go out like out out oh my gosh so she was like hey Jess, where the guys want to go out, out. Like, what do you suggest? And I'm, you know, I, was, I love how you're just like the band leader of all of this. There's, there's like, where, where should we go now? What do you think? Where do yeah. we go? And yeah. I, you know, I'm a dive bar guy. Like, I can't yeah. be like, there's this really awesome bar, Jimmy's Corner. You guys are going to love it. <laughs> like, they wanted to go to the club. Yeah. And I was like, shit. And I was like, wait, I have a friend because I was working at Savas at the time. And one of the girls that would hang out there worked at a club in Chinatown called green room Ooh, i don't know it yeah and so i was like all right here's a hail mary and i text her i go hey are you working at green room tonight and she texts me right back and she's just like yeah it's fucking slow why i was like because i'm with half of the pittsburgh pirates and they're looking (laughs) for a place to party and she's like fucking bring them like that would make my night (laughs) oh it's incredible so i'm like hey guys like all right you guys want to go to the club like i got you like come on like I got this. Did you just feel so cool? You're like, yeah, I got a friend. She's like, yeah. yeah, but I did not got this at all. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Fingers crossed. So they're like, all right, where, where are we going? I was like, to Chinatown, which is like a bit of a <laughs> car ride. And they're already like a little hesitant. You know, they're like, ooh, Chinatown. And I was like, oh, don't worry. It'll be sick, dude. Like, yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll get taken care of. I know everybody yeah. there fucking lying my ass off. <laughs> Just got to figure out a way to spend more time with these MLB players. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to do. So we called. A, no, we didn't call cars because you didn't do that back then. And we hailed a right. couple of yellow cabs. Classic. Yeah. And we head down to Chinatown. And like the whole time I'm like, fuck, she said it was slow, like. 
this is gonna suck it's a wednesday i'm taking these guys so far to go to like a nightclub and nobody's gonna be there oh god and i'm like really stressing out and we get down there and the place is packed and there's a line down the block oh instantly look so cool yeah and i was like all right fucking there are people here sick all right and like yeah we get out of the car and i'm like hey look what i did guys we're at a popular club so then they're like uh, i don't know this line is like really long i don't really you know we should maybe just go home and i was like oh guys come on just let me handle this so i was like <laughs> I walk up to the bouncer and I've, you know, I worked at bars with bouncers and shit. And I know this fucking doesn't work. And I just go to the bouncer and I'm like, hey, man, I know this probably doesn't mean anything. But like, I'm a friend of Mandy's. And I text. He goes, are you the Pittsburgh Pirates guy? I was like, yeah. He goes, <laughs> Mr. Sullivan, right this way. And I'm like, come on, guys. We cut everyone in line. You know, incredible. Six baseball players. We get right in. My friend who was working there is like a super babe. She's like, Jesse, what are you doing here? Like gives me a big old hug. And she's like, these must be your friends. Come on, guys. I got you a table. And they're like, oh, my God. You know, it's like these my idols. Yeah. Like looking at me like, man, this guy fucking is the king of New York over here. And I was just like, uh. So we get a table and like one of the ball players throws down the credit card. Bottles are coming out and the guys this are drinking. This is nuts. This is nuts. They're like making out with girls and they're smoking <laughs> weed. And I was like, you guys smoke weed? Don't you get drug tested? And they're like, fuck you. We don't care. And so like the guys are like partying and they're like having a blast. Except for Adam LaRoche because he's there with his girlfriend. All the other dudes are like wilding, like making out with girls, dancing with all these girls. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, he's there with his girlfriend. And <laughs> like I had been drinking. We had whatever infinite amounts of Grey Goose or whatever was at the table. Yeah. But like he didn't look like he was having a ton of fun. And I was pretty drunk. And I sat down and I was like, hey, man, I was like, can I can I just ask you some questions about baseball? And he goes, oh. I would love nothing more than that. Oh, my gosh. I want to cry. So for like the next hour and a half, it was just me and this professional baseball player. And I was just like, who's the hardest pitcher you've ever faced? And he was like, Pedro Martinez. And I was like, hey, what's the deal with a knuckleball? How hard is it to hit a knuckleball? He's like, you just guess. And like an hour and a half, I was just fanboying oh, as hard as I gosh. could asking this guy all these questions and he was so cool and he was so nice and was so happy to answer like every question I've ever had about baseball you know finally last call comes around and I was like oh Mr. LaRoche like thanks so much and I I put my jacket on and I was like it was a pleasure hanging out with you and he's like where are you going and I was like well you know it's four o'clock in the morning I gotta hop on the train and go back to Brooklyn and he goes I already called the traveling secretary an hour ago I got you guys a hotel room at the hotel <laughs> oh my god and I was like what and what? so he's like yeah he's like just take a ride back with us so got in a cab this is crazy with the Pittsburgh Pirates and like so that and that was that we spent the night at the Holiday Inn on 42nd and Park Oh, my gosh. I love this story so much. Like, it helps that I know I, we need all of the listeners to be like, 
fully aware how obsessed with baseball you are outside of just that like it's so a New York story that this happened to you from beginning to end at like the time of the baseball game of like meeting these famous players going to these going to like a McFadden's winding up and then knowing that like you just looked like the coolest dude ever to them taking them to this club and that you got to sit there and talk with him for like hours and just shoot the shit about baseball like I love this it was crazy because like I faked the funk all night and like (laughs) just nobody ever called my bluff and like everything I tried that night worked out it was just like every the stars aligned in like such a cosmic way it was it was insane it's such a learning lesson for everyone who is listening and everyone who moves here just like fake it till you make it and just keep like coming up with stuff and it's all just gonna work out for you most likely yeah anything can happen Anything can truly happen here. Oh my gosh, I I love this story so much. And I'm honestly sitting here, I'm just like, I'm so happy for you. And this probably happened like, how many years ago was this? It was like 15 years ago. And I know that you have had so many incredible fun nights in New York. So this really, truly does. I told you last night I did a shot with Michael Che from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) But this, this tops it all. Oh my gosh. I love this story. Thank you so much for sharing it. We have to go to my last and final question of the show. Let's see what you're going to have to say for this one. What is your favorite thing about New York? I could wax poetic and be like, it's the best city to walk in. Yes. Like I love walking in New York. I think it's crazy how much you can walk. But I think my favorite thing about New York is that you can buy one beer at a bodega, like out of a six pack. (laughs) Isn't that so weird? Like you could go to a bodega, pull one beer out of the six pack and just say, I'll just have this one. And they're like, all right, buck 50. It's so wild. I love it. This is the answer we have been needing on They Had Fun. I have to tell you, because like you're saying, everyone, you know, myself included, very guilty, can wax poetic about the people and the culture and the everything. And like, sometimes you just need an honest fucking answer. It's like you can buy one single beer and that's beautiful. But one beer at a bodega. It's so bizarre. And I love it. (laughs) It's perfect. It's a great answer. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being on the show that I feel like I could ask you like a thousand more questions about that night. But I love that story. I love that you have helped New Yorkers have so much fun for such a long time. And I hope you continue doing it for even longer. Me too. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Of course. Most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun.